You're listening to the Witch in the Woods podcast. Mini episode scary story The Corpse Bride. George looked around in helpless wonder at the scene that surrounded him. It looked like a wedding had thrown up in his fiancée's dining room. There were table linens, bows, papers, and flowers flowing off the table and stacked on the chairs. George felt claustrophobic just looking at it. George, are you listening to me? Huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, what, what were you saying? I was asking you what you thought of these table linens. Do you like the cream or the bright white? I think I like the cream, but... Whatever you like is just fine with me. But you've said that about the flowers. Don't you want to have any say at all? Ah, Polly, you know I don't care about this stuff. You mean you don't care about marrying me? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I don't care if the flowers are white or red or if we even have flowers at all. But... Don't you think it would be fun to make these plans together? You know who likes stuff like this? My mom. And your mom. Why don't you get them over here? I'm going to go meet Danny at the bar to talk about my bachelor party. I mean, if you really don't want to have a say. I'm sure whatever you pick out will be perfect. I'll call my mom and tell her to get over here and help you. She's just been dying for the chance to tell you her ideas. George quickly left the house before his distressed fiancé could guilt him into staying. As much fun as it had been to date Polly, the cleverest girl in town that every boy wanted to marry, being engaged was something else. Every day he was expected to make plans for his future with Polly, and very suddenly his life felt like he had little control over it. Both sets of parents were over the moon about the union, and they couldn't stop talking about things like family holidays and grandchildren. George didn't even have plans to meet his friend Danny at the bar. He just wanted to get away, just for a moment to catch his breath. The bar was busy, but George was happy to have the distraction of voices buzzing all around him. He was zoned out, nursing his drink, when he felt someone slide onto the stool beside him. Hi. Hey. Mind if I sit here? Suit yourself. I'm Helene. What's your name? George. And what, or who, are you hiding from, George? What? (laughs) Why would you say that? You've got the look of a man who's trying to get away from something. Do I? You do. Well, I suppose you're right. I did come here to get away. I knew it. What from? Wedding planning. Yours or someone else's? Mine. I should have known. A handsome fellow like you was engaged. George found himself smiling and really noticing Helene for the first time. He had been dating Polly for over two years, and it had been a while since he had noticed or been noticed by another woman. Helene was beautiful, smiling at him through dark bangs with piercing blue eyes. She smirked as he stumbled over his words, amused that he was flustered over her compliment. Before he knew it, they were deep in conversation. I never understood wanting to have one of those big, fussy weddings. 
why would you want to pay a bunch of money to feed a bunch of people you don't really care about anyway? I say elope and get married on the beach. That's what I said. I said we could just drive over to Kerala. It's only a couple of hours away. Yes, with wild horses. Exactly. Just her and me, nothing but waves crashing behind us and the seagulls flying overhead. Barefoot with your toes in the sand. And afterwards, we could go get dinner. Just us. Right on the water. Just as the sun is setting. And no one at the restaurant would even know we got married. It would be our very own... Secret. Secret. As George stared into Helene's eyes, he realized how close they had gotten. What if someone saw? He quickly turned back to the bar. Well, I'd better get going. Right. Well, nice talking with you. Same to you. George had almost reached the door when he suddenly rushed back. Suppose I needed to get away again. To take a break from the wedding planning. Would you mind if I called you to talk? George smiled as he drove home. He hadn't felt this good, this free, in a long time. Over the next few months, as the wedding drew closer and closer, he found himself meeting Helene more and more. Polly wondered at his sudden disappearances, but George told Polly that he was working on a surprise for their honeymoon. Poor Polly actually started to feel excited when he said he had to slip away, thinking he was planning something special for her instead of what he was really doing, planning an entirely different wedding with Helene. On the day of George and Polly's wedding, Polly was beside herself with excitement. She spent hours getting ready, laughing and taking pictures with her best friends and family. It wasn't until she saw her mom enter the dressing room tears in her eyes and a letter in her shaking hand, that she knew something was wrong. Her mom said that they had found a letter on George's bed that explained that he wasn't going to marry Polly at all, and instead was going to elope with a woman named Helene. Polly read the letter over and over, realizing that the special surprise he had been planning for their honeymoon had all been a lie. As the reality of what was happening hit her, Polly suddenly felt short of breath. She began panting and sweating and felt pain shooting up her arm and into her chest. Her mother was screaming and her bridesmaids ran to get help. But it was too late. Polly had died of a heart attack. George was too much of a coward to come to Polly's funeral, and the entire town swore that he wouldn't be welcome to show his face around there again. Well, about a month later, George's father passed away, and as the funeral arrangements were announced, everyone wondered if George would come to the service. Surely he would come to pay his respects to his father, wouldn't he? George did want to say goodbye to his father, but he certainly didn't want to face the scrutiny of the town. He decided to wait until after the funeral and to visit his father in the graveyard under the cover of night. As he stood at his father's grave, feeling like a fugitive and regretting that he hadn't been at his father's side when he died, he heard a voice. George, 
Puzzled, George looked toward the voice. When he saw where it was coming from, his blood turned to ice. It was Polly. Her wedding dress floated around her in a sickening yellow-white light. Her hair snarled and tangled around her head. She held her worm-eaten hands out to him, her mouth pulled into a haunting grimace as the blue-green of her skin sagged off her bones. George, you finally come. No. No, no, this, this can't be happening. Polly was closer now, every haunting detail becoming clearer as George froze in terror, his arms outstretched to keep her away. Come along now, my love. We mustn't keep everyone waiting. Polly grabbed George's hand and began to drag him toward the church. No, no, let go! George felt Polly's skin twist under his hand, her bones poking through the rotten flesh and gripping his hand tighter. You promised me, George. You said you would marry me. No! You're dead, Polly! I don't want to marry you! Polly gripped George's hand tighter and she turned on him, looking directly into his soul with her maggot-ridden eyes. I will have you for my husband, George. If not in this life, then the next. George screamed as Polly gripped him, pain shooting up his arm and into his chest. He looked down to see red and black lines streaking up his arm. George wrenched away from Polly and took off, running as fast as he could to his parents' house. He ran inside, still screaming, his mother and siblings rushing to help him. My arm! She did something to my arm! George tried to explain what he was seeing, that his arm looked and felt like it had been burned, but everyone said it looked normal. They called for a doctor, and even he couldn't find what was wrong. No amount of pain medicine seemed to quell the streaks of liquid fire that continued to run up George's arm and into his chest. He writhed in pain for two whole days, everyone at a loss of how to help him. At the end of the second day, George died, still babbling about a worm-filled Polly and his burned arm. Polly had finally gotten George to fulfill his promise, and now he was hers for all of eternity. Thank you for listening to the Witch in the Woods podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us on social media at the Witch in the Woods pod. The Witch in the Woods podcast is a zombie burrito production and was created, written, and executive produced by Becky McLaughlin. The Corpse Bride was directed and audio designed by Becky McLaughlin and features the voice talents of Haley Motzinger as Polly, Mark Joy as George, Sarah Thompson as Helene, and John Furr as the narrator. Thank you for listening and a huge thank you to our Patreon subscribers, Billy and Lynn Hill, Rob Taylor, Sarah Bowers, Kristen Machado, and Amanda Wills. We are so grateful for your support. 
Until next time. 